What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Clarabel Ayrtega. And I'm Ryan LaSala, and we are two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Uh, just a little quick note at the top, if you want to support us, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Author Pod. We're on Instagram at Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. Also, a little reminder, Ryan and I are, in fact, authors, so please support us, buy our books. Ryan has The Honeys coming out this year. I have Witchlings, Woo. and go buy them, because, you know. We need money to buy our cute purses. <laughs> so many. I'm on so many purses right now. Ooh, also, quick reminder that after every single episode, we're having a blast chatting with y'all in the official Bad Author Book Club Discord. So if you're a hot queen, if you're listening, if you want to talk about these books and give us your two cents, we want to hear them. You can find the link in the show notes for our Discord. You're officially invited. Come be a hot queen on the internet. Today's episode is Chapter 27 of Model Land by Tower Banks. Z. Uh, okay, right off the top, I just want to say, yeah. this is the chapter I have been waiting for this entire time. Really? Why? Yes, because when I found out about Madeline, I went down like a rabbit hole of looking at like people's like roundups and people reading certain chapters. And I came across a specific line. Yeah. That made me scream. And we're going to get to it in this episode. You're right. But I just want you to know that chapter 27 is the reason this podcast exists. Because I saw that and I was like, I have to read this book. And I need to to know more. Yeah, I need to know more. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) This this chapter truly is also where I just shifted from having like an outright bad time because the last couple of chapters have been so rough to being like, this is just pure camp tomfoolery. Yes, like, so now, camp. I'm this like, is now, it. I've converted into like, this is great. I'm having a great This is the time. moment. I agree. I could, I, Tyra has converted me. Yeah. We're going to start a campaign for Model Land 2. Yes, we it need, begins with chapter 20. It begins tonight. <laughs> we write at dawn. I am, I, we, I love to see that we still have the same exact, brain because that was exactly my thinking i was like yes give me more this is what i want like 100 percent. i felt it i felt i felt the magic so tyra you've made like you've done something you've done it so you've fucking done it what we'll say so we'll we'll get to the chapter in a second if you uh elected not to listen to our last episode because of the trigger warning um I'm sorry that I'm, like, laughing through a, tr- a trigger warning. Yeah, the trigger warnings aren't funny. We're They're just still funny. laughing about the chapter itself. The chapter itself is funny. But the quick TLDR is that in the last chapter, Tookie and the girls were in the catwalk corridor searching for Dylan. They didn't find her there. They ended up finding her uh, in the bathroom. And uh, back at the dormitories, uh, upon which they had a tender moment where they each shared some dark secrets that they harbor that kind of make them vulnerable around one another. And this kind of uh, galvanized their friendship. And they now refer to one another as the Unicas. That's like I their, guess, yeah, that's, I think that's their name. Like they have like a code it. name now. It's like basically the sisterhood of like the traveling spies. Uh, but yeah. like, but the Unicas. <laughs> so so we're, we're, the chapter picks up 
right after that. Uh, yes. And luckily there's like no discussion or reflection on what just happened. So you can, you can proceed without having actually listened if you wanted to skip it. A hundred percent. They're like, as if it never happened, basically. Yeah. Except that we kept the nickname, which <laughs> I think was like the whole point of the chapter, I guess. It was the only point of the chapter. I think they just needed to have a fun nickname and they decided to do it while sitting on the bathroom of a, like the floor of, a, of the bathroom. And by the way, that bathroom is like... They told us it's, like, covered in garbage and, like, all this other stuff, like, gross human substances. The girls were just rolling around on the floor of it, and we pick up right after. So this entire chapter, you have to understand, Tookie is covered in feces. Yeah, like, throw up and poop. (laughs) Yeah, right. Which is how I picture her walking around, like, the entire book, to be quite honest. Except for, like, that one time she, we think she showered, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Sticky, dirty girl. Right before that whole moment they had actually been attacked by the cats from the movie cats from 2019 <laughs> right. and so you could so you have to know that chucky is injured because that's important for oh, this chapter true. her lip is like completely like falling off basically the way that she pictured she she describes it like she's just gushing blood so on yeah. top of like the stuff from the bathroom she's also covered in her own blood right okay so Set the scene. Tookie de la Creme and Piper are walking through the garden. Tookie and Piper are both covered in feces. Tookie is covered in blood as well. And her lip is hanging off of her face. And they're just having a nice conversation. Who should show up but Zizi? They're like, Mm. their tour guide Zizi shows up. We haven't seen Zizi for a little while. She's been off doing other things. She's an upper class in Bella. So she's not in their classes, even though CL is. (laughs) And Zizi, um, Zizi has this great line where she's like... Oh, I see the catwalk corridor gotcha. Which, like, you think they would have given some warning to the girls. They've been there for three months, by the way. And, you know, ZZ is their mentor. But it, only because the girls have just gone through this, like, fiasco does it come up with other people now, too. ZZ's like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, it looks like the, the cats got you. Uh, and Tookie's like, are they ever going to turn those girls back into girls? Like, from cats to girls? And ZZ said, well, yeah, maybe when they stop yelling insults, being lazy, showing up, ingesting narcotics. You know, like cat-like behavior <laughs> you know things that cats do <laughs> it's a little narcotic thing it drives me crazy i love that line yeah it it's it's so deranged um <laughs> so they're basically talking about that and like zizi's like stay away from them and they're talking about how uh, they need to get to the fashion emergency department store and Zizi explains that she's going to her go-see-goes, which is just, like, it's, like, part of her final exam, basically, is, like, the go-sees of the upperclassmen, where they see if they can actually book jobs. Yeah. And she's nervous, and, like, oh, also, there's this weird thing where, like, Zizi, like, idolizes CL, and she's, like, trying to be just like her, and, like, Chucky's, like, maybe you shouldn't, or whatever. And then... There's this weird exchange. It's it's not really important. It doesn't seem like Zizi's leaving. We don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she she says she's glad she's leaving. She was going uh, stir crazy. And then she almost, she, she mentions that she almost took the emergency zip zap to Ladorno. Right, yes, because these, par- these characters, uh, once again, they're speaking in foreshadowing. Yeah. Right, like, <laughs> like Tyra has found a way to like shove this detail in. Uh, right. And the zip zap is described as like this secret in model land that no one's supposed to know about. So it's supposed to be enshrined in it's kind of this forbidden thing. But also at the same time, 
ZZ mentions it in terms of, oh, yeah, like when there was that huge fire that blew up the stadium. Remember, the stadium had like blown up because a meteor got fired into yeah. it. She's like, yeah. a lot of girls ran to this zip set that apparently no one knows about. Um, but all these girls ran to it and all of them went into it. And uh, it's dangerous. This thing is dangerous. Sometimes it brings you to Lodorno, but sometimes it just kills you. <laughs> it, it, it takes you to the diabolical divide, right? Like yes. it, there's a fork in the zip zap and it either takes like you to 50, like 50 chance. <laughs> Right. right. Um, and then this part was like, I screamed because so, so Zizi's t- telling them about this. And then she's like, I think it's somewhere near the stadium. It's super dangerous. Why would she mention? Because <laughs> it's foreshadowing because she has to tell you about like only the things that are about to happen to our character. And like they, they supposedly they hit it or like closed it because it was so dangerous. First of all, who built this and why? Like who? Like, what yeah. are the mechanisms of Model Land? And, like, what is the point of, like, I wish they had told us, like, it used to lead to this. But yes. then that became the diabolical divide. Like, right. But it just seems like, again, like, the world building is just, like, it's, like, the, the, the pillar of it is, like, cruelty. Which I will talk a little <laughs> bit more about no, that later, to too. We do get a little bit of insight into this chapter about some of the, like, the background of all it. And also ZZ mentions one of her classes is like history of model land or something like someone in this chapter mentions like a, mm-hmm. a history to model it. And I'm like, why couldn't like, that would have been the easiest thing in the world to tire for Tyra to have Toki be in like day one. And we could have learned about like this history and stuff like that. It would have been, a, you know, often in fantasy, like, Right. The mentor is like, you must know the history or like, oh, let's look at the sacred text. And that's the way that the, you know, the character, even though they know all the mythology of their home turf, like they're going to learn about it so that the reader can learn about it. Like that would have been smart. But no, instead right. we're like doing like runaway classes. And there's like the one where they had to like, they were in a giant ship with like, that was made out of cartilage. So nothing useful. So silly. <laughs> like, yeah. A hundred percent. Like she, she, she's so fond of like using the classroom tool. Yeah. But then, like, not actually using it for anything that would help us understand anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. This whole time, Piper's skin is burning. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> this is, like, not mentioned, but the... It's like, it doesn't even matter. Like, uh, explaining this is not worth it, but you have to know that, like, Piper at a certain point makes a comment that makes it clear that she's on fire. Like, her skin is on fire during this whole conversation because mm-hmm. they're having, a, there's like pages of conversation. And then Piper's like, by the way, I can't be out in the sun for more than 33 seconds. This whole scene is definitely minutes long of conversation and Piper's on fire. But, you know, a good thing because they're going to the emergency room at Model yes. and they're already mm-hmm. on their way to, um, I don't even remember. It's like, it's the abbreviation for it is FEDS. It's like Fashion Emergency Department or something like that. So they're they're on their way to basically like the the hospital on the campus grounds and this is this before we get to the hospital there's one moment that I think is also foreshadowing in which ZZ is led off by ZZ's upperclassmen friends to like the go see field trip she's about to go on and Toki remarks like wow ZZ is like kind of ugly compared to her friends like I can't like she's kind of wacky looking yeah Uh, I feel like she's not gonna do well and I hope that like she can compete with you know these people because all of the other upperclassmen are like really hot and then ZZ is like not uh and I'm like oh something's gonna happen to ZZ ZZ is gonna fail we're gonna watch ZZ fail and be made an example out of or something like that yeah, for sure. I, I also clock that. And I also want to just mention one thing, like, as we go on in the book, and we like accumulate like the language of model land, like the names of the classes and everything like that, those get incorporated in the language. And it's just, 
making me feel like I'm going insane. Like, uh, like Tyra adds like slang and stuff all the time, like unexplained, but like also now she has like a foundation of like all of these like terms that she has like fed to us in the beginning of the book. Yeah. So there's a, there's a moment where ZZ's like, like Tookie is like, Oh, I wish they could fix expando hair at the emergency room, which I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, Piper's over here talking about how she can't be outside or she'll die. She's on fire. And you're like, I wish they could fix my frizzy hair. Yeah. And then Zizi's like, oh, you're telling me to accept my natural self because she, like, admonished her for trying to be like CL. Mm -hmm. But then she goes, so I'm supposed to run away, walk your walk, but what about you? Like, that (laughs) sentence made me question, like, what led me to this moment in my life? Like, why? It was so much yeah. and it it like, i just want it doesn't even make sense to in the paint a picture a model, yeah, like, at all that line doesn't even make sense but i know what tyra means like i know what she's trying to get at because everything that tyra does and this is the same thing that's in america's next top model because tyra constantly gave horrible awful nonsensical advice but she said it in such a performative tone that you understood what she would be saying like right. that whole scene that she's very famous for we were rooting for you we were all rooting for you if you mm-hmm. listen to the whole thing and you can find the whole thing on youtube look it up uh tyra's line is like very famous because she like shuts a girl down but if you actually listen to the debate the girl is actually completely in the right talking to tyra about how like she's had a really hard life worrying about like all of these things that matter a lot more than just looking good and tyra like shoves it back in her face and basically does what cl does in the chapter a few ago where she like Mm -hmm. calls dylan a coward for not like rising above and just finding this like conquerable energy over her issues and in the the language but if you actually looked at like if you scripted out what she's saying in america's next model in that scene and otherwise none of it really like makes sense but she performs it so well but now in the group like in the book like there's none of that like performative energy we're actually just reading this thing <laughs> like they very rarely actually make sense semantically yeah that is such a good observation mm. so they take a zip zap behind the car 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 boat and yeah. enter the fashion emergency department store courtyard okay yep. um <laughs> And so we go in, we get all of the descriptions of, you know, a lot what's of being done there. Again, a lot of laboratory themes once again. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet a nurse, or <laughs> shall I say a purse? Yes. <laughs> so nurses are, are called purses yeah. in Model Land. And it's so ridiculous because Tookie's, um, like, at Model Land, I guess nurses are called purses, she realized. You should have seen that coming, Tookie. And I'm like, how? <laughs> because it rhymes? No, because Tookie is like now complimenting Tyra's ingenuity. Like Tookie is now like Tookie's the reader. It's <laughs> like, wow, I should have known this wacky world would have something so fun as that. Like it's Tyra talking to herself. <laughs> yeah. How inventive she is. Truly. So we meet Purse Dressed to Kill. That's the name of the nurse. Purse Dressed to Kill. Yeah, which cracks me up because in a second we be a, a a doctor named just Dr. Erica. <laughs> so the first stress to kill the Dr. Erica. First I don't kill get it. The description for stress to kill, like, all of the gurus. And suddenly, like, this is about to make sense, but, like, first stress to kill is given, like, this really lavish description 
like she's a guru. And she's covered in needles and blades, and her hair is a giant pair of scissors. Like, mm. she is, she looks really menacing and, like, scary. Sort of like if you were really phobic of, like, hospitals. Like, she looks like a, like, a gory Silent Hill type of nurse. Yeah. Uh, and everything about her is spooky, right? Like, when Tookie walks up to her, she's like, here, give me your hand. Put it between, like, my giant hair scissors. <laughs> and, like... And Piper's like, do it. And so Tookie does. And instead of cutting off her limb, um, the hair scissors put like a, a wristband on her that mm-hmm. like, you know, when you check into like a hospital. And so she has one of these like big sort of guru like entrances. And this will come in handy in a little while. But before we yes. get there, we have to meet a few other people that are also yes. in the waiting room. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to mention, so like, so Piper's in the wait in the, she has to go to the hospital constantly because of her skin. They have to like put some special stuff on her, like every three days she mentioned earlier so that she doesn't like burn up and she can walk between classes. Um, the Collins are shaking. They're like, we wish. Um, (laughs) and she mentions that the purse like insults her all the time because like she calls Tiki a five head and like I just wanted to mention how like every single like like main characteristic of like any adult in this world is always just being an asshole to everybody around them and I started thinking about it and I was like okay I we know and I've mentioned this before how like model lands like main currency of like world building is like cruelty for like cruelty's sake right um but I I was trying to think like why is Tyra doing this and I think that her especially being like a little older than we are she grew up with stuff that was like very much um like cruel to kids like for no reason like things that like everyone talks about like oh my god that was so scary like why did we let kids watch that like return to oz and like even labyrinth like at certain moments like things happen and sometimes the villains don't even have like a good reason or any reason it's just torture yeah it's just torture and like cruelty for cruelty's sake and like i think that was like a lot of probably the stuff that she watched growing up is like very formative like like early 80s stuff that yeah. was like just really extreme in terms of like how horrid it could be and i think that right. really comes across a lot in model land right every single character in this are uh, james and the giant peaches like aunts right mm-hmm. like the two like spinster women who were like children should not be seen <laughs> like sweep this up james they're all that yeah they're just versions yeah. of that character piper's like don't worry this is how it goes here and they enter this like waiting room where, where you text I me can't, about I can't I can't I can't they basically like it's the waiting room like from Beetlejuice where they go into like the waiting room and it's like all these people who have like died specific ways but in model land it's all these people who are like suffering from different like model and diseases in the second that they entered the waiting room I was like oh my god here comes like the pandemonium for the chapter it's just gonna be it's gonna be vignette after vignette of like spooky crazy things while Tyra just like basically like jerks herself off about like how crazy she can be and that's exactly yeah. what this chapter turns out to be so if you see a girl who is <laughs> i don't like you're gonna have to explain this to me she sees a girl that is in a really tiny uniform and the girl is soaking wet and tookie leads over and rudely is like can i ask you what you're here for like you know like you do in the emergency room when you see something right. like sobbing in a it is ridiculous so we find out that this girl ha- is there for flooding pants. So she washed her uniform in hot water. That was her offense. So now <laughs> she, every few minutes, like like a cylinder, like a 
tunnel of like water overtakes her and like she literally about to drown yeah. it just like comes out of nowhere there's yeah. nothing around her but yeah. it's just like imagine like us like i just imagined like sort of like a whoosh she, like, like, like a, she gets like augustus glooped every few yeah minutes. she gets augustus glooped <laughs> right exactly so it's just like a it's just like this like tunnel of water that like overtakes her comes out of nowhere and she's like being like drowned every few seconds and someone has to like let her out by like like piercing yeah popping the whatever she's in and i'm like when we meet the 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 nurse they put a rush on tookie because of her lip i'm like this girl's drowning is that (laughs) more important i noticed that too they they're like oh tookie you must be in so much pain like we'll put a rush on you but there's a girl in the room who is literally like like actively like surely that's more worrisome than a cut lip like i'm sorry like this girl's like oh my god i had to go to like the er because i did laundry wrong but like how come she just doesn't take off the uniform that is drowning her like what also i find it really like sort of poor world building that like modeland doesn't have like a shoot in every girl's room that like just does does the laundry laundry. like that would make a lot more sense yeah Um, (laughs) no it doesn't make any sense but any other girl is actively drowning yeah, so she's going through it. And then we find out that Zarpeza is actually Because also... every single character, it's a dollhouse. Every single character has to be in every single scene. Yes. So Zarpeza, like, but it actually, you know, as it turns out, it makes sense. Because remember, the last thing that happened to Zarpeza was that cut. she got, yeah. she got cut up mm-hmm. in the cat quarter. So it wouldn't, I mean, Zarpeza didn't go have like a, have like a talk with her friends or on a toilet. She just went straight to the ER. Smart girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you would think she would have been seen by now or like. I don't know. I guess it makes sense that she's here after the catwalk quarter, but it didn't make sense for her to be at the catwalk quarter. They're just <laughs> yeah. like they put her there so she could be here, basically. Right. So right. it's still sort of like yeah, doesn't yeah. connect all the way. <laughs> Not quite. Um, another character shows up, Desperata, who is just sobbing in the corner. And again, there this was a poor girl drowning, but out comes the doctor to attend to Desperata, who is yeah. like, all the people, like there are people bleeding. Tookie's bleeding, there's someone drowning. <laughs> Desperata is just crying, and they're like, our number one priority is actually the girl that's crying. We should probably... Yeah. Um, we should probably describe the person that comes out to talk with her. That oh yeah, we have to talk about Doctor Erica because Doctor Erica shows up next to like okay, just, to basically yeah. like address Desperado, and we'll get to why Desperado's crying because that's annoying. But Doctor Erica shows up first. Yeah. So um, this is, as I said, the moment I've been waiting for. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, so <laughs> I'll just read this section. Suddenly, the doors that led to the drama trauma center burst open. A woman with oatmeal-colored hair done up in dramatic coils emerged. Even amid all the chaos, she wore a soft, placid smile on her face and seemed to glide across the room. (laughs) Tookie looked down at the woman's feet and realized why. She was on roller skates. Um, But what we find out is that she's not on roller skates. Yeah. Her feet are roller skates. Yeah, yeah. Her feet are actual roller skates. Her feet are made of roller skates. I, when I tell you, I screamed. Um, <laughs> amazing. Iconic. So she comes out. Um, she's attending to Desperada. And um, Zarpeza is suddenly, like, a pick-me girl. Like, all of a sudden, she's, like, 
um, you only handle small stuff, right, to the doctor. She's like, because, like, a surgery, that's for a man's mind. Yeah, yeah. Like, she has uh, some co- misogyny, just, like, slipped, which is so weird and out of character. It is so out of character. Zarpeza yeah. is the only capable bitch in this house. Yes. I'm sorry, but Absolutely. she is. The only and suddenly one. now, she's, like, a stand for misogyny. Like, I don't think that's accurate. No, it's just because, like, just because she needs to say whatever, like, the dumb bitch would say, right? And, like, in this instance, it's like, oh, like, but you're a woman. You couldn't possibly be a doctor. Like, ugh, stupid. So, anyhow, Dr. Erica, we'll describe her as, she has rollerblades for feet, and also she's covered in, like, sponges. (laughs) And, as it turns out, like, she has a literal mop for hair. Uh, And (laughs) her head actually is a mop. She's, like, an upturned mop. Like, you would... The thing that would, like, scare you if you, like, walked into a room that was dark and you saw a silhouette. That's Dr. Erica. (laughs) Dr. Erica. Um, And it's because Stucky's like, oh, it's because she's wearing scrubs. So we get another pun. Uh, That's why Dr. Erica's dressed up in scrubbing materials. And this made no sense. I'll just summarize it really quickly. She goes to Desperata, who's wailing. She takes out a piece of sandpaper, sands Desperata's head. But it's, like, an assessment tool. It's, like, it basically, like, gives a readout of biometrics about Desperata. She's fine, as it turns out, but Dr. Erica is able to look at the data and say, oh my god, you're suffering from a broken heart. You're, there's a boy. You miss a boy. As it turns out, Desperata is just the reason she's been crying for three whole months. (laughs) No one knows anything about this girl. And they even say no one knows anything about her because she won't stop crying long enough to, like, talk. Uh, It's because she, she misses a man and She's like, oh, I need to leave immediately. Like, let me leave. Write me a note to leave Model Land. And this is also conspicuously back to back with, like, us finding out that there's an escape route from Model Land the entire time. So I think Desperado's yeah. fate is pretty much sealed. Yeah, she's that. She's going to die. She's um, going to die? She's going to die. I, I'm, I'm not sure what the whole point of... Desperata is I guess just to kill her off sort of but I also there well there's a scene coming up where I feel annoyed at how they like played her up against Tookie but I'll explain that in a little bit um the other thing that they say about Desperata which will come in handy later is that Dr. Erica's like wow your parents like really did a doozy naming you Desperata names have meaning that that's an important thing. Like, hey, reader, names have meaning. Yeah. <laughs> this, this will get hammered into Tookie a little bit later. But like, now we know why Desperado's named Desperado. Like, because she's right. desperate, right? And, like, now that's going to come in handy later. And I just, I would just like to point something out right now. Um, So, uh, so in my book, Witchlings, like, there is a mechanism with names where names are a prophecy. Mm-hmm. But... Kids are named, witchlings in the world are named by the stars. Like, it is a magical process. Like, the na- the name is whispered from the stars to the town grand, who is, like, the leader of each town. So, your name is a prophecy and it comes from magic. Yeah. How are the parents naming them things that suddenly then become important? Like, uh, do the parents have some sort of insight? Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. I was just like, this is so cheaply done like i i i was like i snapped when i did something similar like i feel like that would have been like the smart way to do it and maybe they'll explain it later but it doesn't really make sense to me that 
you name a kid something and then that becomes their fate? Like, are you giving them their fate or is it coming from somewhere else? And if so, why would you name your kid something bad? You would name them something that is like beneficial to them, right? Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. Totally true. So we'll learn a little bit more about names in a second. But first, like, (laughs) Dr. Erica is like, all right, Toki, you come with me. Also, Bravo shows up. The doors open. Actually, no, they they dismissed us, Bravo. She gets sent away from the nurse's office. The doors open and there is Bravo, who has like a gash on his neck. And everyone's like, ooh, ah, a boy. Uh, again, like, I don't know why he's here because they go to, he goes to a different school, but he's spending all of his time in model. Oh, because he's building the stadium. They're building the stadium. That's like his passion in life is building stadiums. Uh, so, so now Bravo, just because every single character feels like they're in every single scene, like Bravo's in the scene. Um, Toki gets brought back to the room so they can like treat her lip. And... <laughs> Thus begins this really strange sequence where the doctor keeps giving her drugs to, like, numb the pain. But the way that the drugs are administered is the doctor's mop hair goes up Toki's nose <laughs> to, like, inject her with a Z drug. Like, a, talk about talk about narcotics. <laughs> like, Toki's being, like, given narcotics with a mop. Yeah, hand. truly. The drug, as it turns out, doesn't, like, actually, it, like, dulls the pain, but... Like, not to the point that Toki can't have a full-blown conversation, because, like, usually when you're put on, like, painkillers, like, you're, you know, you're under. Um, but Toki and the doctor have a full-on conversation while Toki's being, like, assessed and basically, like, mm-hmm. cleaned up. And <laughs> Toki's like, oh, my God, like, I love your I love your roller skates. And the doctor's like, thank you, they're my feet. <laughs> Toki's like, oh, wow, that's so fun. Are all the model all are all the gurus at Model Land so strange looking or you know? Uh and she and the, the doctor's like, actually, and she proceeds to deliver this like lore of Model Land. She's like, actually, the many gurus and like people of Model Land that are really strange are like a different race of beings that we used to be hunted down and like sold and cut up for our body parts, but Model Land saved us so that we could live in peace and looked at each of our individual abilities, like my mop hair and my rollerblade feet, and gave us jobs suited for people with mop hair and rollerblade feet. Like surgeons. <laughs> yeah, because famously, you want to be on wheels when you're performing right. surgery. Right. Um, this whole time, her mop hair is up Tookie's nose. Yes. Also. And Tookie's like, and Tookie, of course, is like, whoa. She doesn't have any questions about this, by the way. Like, all of this is like purely for the sake of like the reader because Tookie doesn't care Tookie's not really asking about this but we're learning all about all of this like this like sub race of like material creature people like remember Guru Gnero uh and now like the like the food lady like apparently they're like a subclass of like things uh which I'm like this is actually really interesting i I'm so excited to find out that there was an actual reason that these people are like this, that they're, like, made up things. And that, to me, is really cool. And we learn that, like, Model Land that we've seen is just the surface, but there's actually, like, like layers, huge, like, vast layers, literally beneath Model Land in the mountain where, like, all of these people live. Uh, and at this point, this, this is when the the doctor meant Dr. Erica, who also, like, if your name means something, what, like, what does Dr. Erica mean? What does Erica mean? Exactly. Uh, doesn't For, matter. Exactly. <laughs> it only matters to some people. Uh, but she mentions her daughter, whose name is Kamina March. And your favorite line is here. 
What? No, that wasn't my favorite line. The line? She's just like her mama. Got roller skates for feet, too? <laughs> I mean, that line is amazing. My 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 favorite line was when, when Tookie goes, where'd you get your skates? And Dr. Erica goes, these? I got them at birth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, this whole scene with Dr. Erica is gem after gem. It is iconic. Um, also, I just wanted to mention, because we we skip, we um, passed that part, but when Tookie goes in, Dr. Erica is like, you're you're in agony, aren't you? Oh, right, yes. And Tookie's like, t- Tookie nods, and she says, you hide pain well, as if it's like, she's like congratulating her almost about it, and like the juxtaposition of like Desperata yeah. crying because oh, she misses yeah. her boyfriend is like bad versus Tookie in actual pain and hides it really well is good. Yeah. Um, it's very obviously another setup for like for us to make sure we know Tookie's not like other girls. Yes. And like of course, like Desperata crying about her boyfriend for three months is stupid, but she's also a teenager. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I just I just hated it. I yeah. just hated that part. I was yeah. like, okay, so, this is the second time where they sort of instill in the Bellas that hiding emotions right. is a good thing. Right. Wow. And I tough. just think that's so dangerous. Yeah. I wish that she had said something along the lines of like, oh my gosh, you're in a lot of pain. I wish you'd said something. Um, Bingo. Like, here, come on. Like, let's get you back here quickly. Uh, yeah. But instead, like, Toki's very, like, self-sacrifice. She even goes up to Desperata in the previous scene. And like a reminder, we don't tell you everything because it's not always important. But there is this moment where like she goes to Desperado and she's like, you look like you're in real pain because you're sobbing. Like, why don't you go before me? So you're exactly right. Like, there's definitely Mm -hmm. a a parallel drawn between the two of them to make Desperado look like shit and Tookie look amazing. I hate it. I do. (laughs) I do, too. So they have this like great conversation in which Dr. Erica's like, here's all the stuff. Tookie, of course, is like, oh, you know, I hadn't read about all of these things and all of the news articles. Because anytime something's mentioned, like a rumor, Tookie has had read about it before, even though we're just right. about it. But she hasn't read about the medical school at Model Land. They, they have this conversation and the doctor pointedly mentions like, oh, when I first saw you, I thought that you were a guru because you're guru. so fucking ugly uh, and your hair's crazy and your forehead's crazy. Like you look weird enough to be like part of like my species basically but like then i realized i'd also heard rumors about the really ugly bellas this year and i was like oh it's probably just one of the ugly ones (laughs) it's it's probably you uh but like she said it like (laughs) kindly but it's not kind at all yeah in what world are two different color eyes and frizzy hair the same as literal roller skate feet like (laughs) like i love that it's like scissors for a head and frizzy hair like Either either Tyra really believes these things are, like, awful, or she just didn't do a very good job at describing Tookie. Because, like, I've never seen her as anything but what Tyra looked like as a teenager. Yeah. Which is, like, this, like, gawky, big-foreheaded person who maybe felt insecure but was, like, actually really stunning yeah. their whole entire life. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Like... And we'll, like, we'll hear, there's, like, all of this stuff coming up about, like, Tookie, like, not being able to, like, gain weight and just always being, like, rail thin and, like, all of these things. So, like, what what was you? Um, Sorry that you're, like, a model. Sorry that you can eat whatever you want. Yeah. It must be really fucking hard. Also, this comes on the heels of, like, Dylan being, like, (laughs) totally destroyed in, like, previous Exactly. Not, Not quite... 
a good contrast. And Toki asks this one question, and it doesn't actually get answered, but, like, the guru is, like, keep digging. She's basically, like, and there's no transition. Toki just, like, thinks to ask it. She's like, it's so weird. How come the Bellas and the gurus have totally different, like, rules here? Like, it seems like there's totally different expectations. Which, like, yeah, duh. You're students and they're teachers and adults. So, like, why are you expecting to be treated the same but the guru, like, it's sort of like an ominous, like, get yourself educated, girly, like, and you'll discover the truth. So now, like, suddenly we know about, like, a sub-race of, like, species, basically, that are, like, serving the Bellas. And there's going to be some sort of, like, reason that there's that they're yeah. talking about this, I assume. But anyhow, they, like, this conversation, there's it, if it sounds like it's meandering, it's because it is. Suddenly they then start talking about names again. And this yeah. is important as well. The The mm-hmm. guru is like... Names have meaning, and for instance, like, Toki, what an interesting name. It almost sounds like the last syllable is key, so maybe you're the key to a great destiny or power. Like, what? <laughs> okay, you're just going to tell us? So ridiculous. Like, so weird. And and the way she brings it up, too, like, because she mentioned Desperata yeah. being named Desperata, which is how we got to this point. Right. And she says, oh, and I know you heard me talking about how children grow up a certain way, depending on what their parents named them. Yeah. And it's like, this is not how conversations work <laughs> no, in it's, real it's, life. Yeah. It's totally mutilated. Just to, like, Tyra had a list of things she had to cover for, like, world building and, or, like, you know, foreshadowing. And she's just going through them with no transitions whatsoever. And... Toki's also on drugs and she has a mop up her nose this entire time. She <laughs> then leaves. Oh, the likey quadruplets show up. Because <laughs> they can't stop stealing. They can't stop stealing. And basically, their stealing has led to them turning into horses. <laughs> I can't. So they have, like, I fucking can't. And the treatment for them this actually sent me <laughs> Dr. Eric take them to the intensive couture unit and let them hold some hay and straw bags. <laughs> That should have them <laughs> so, like, these girls have been turned into horses and they're treated to be treated like horses. With, like, I horse. fucking can't with this. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not good. Uh, it does make Tookie think of her missing tooth. And she does ask, hey, are you also a dentist? And Dr. Erica's like, I actually am also a dentist. I can fix your tooth. <laughs> so Yeah, because they stole the, her filling after yeah. that one class. So, um... So Bravo is in, it's brought in from the waiting room and Tookie's heart starts to speed up and she's like, um, it's just the meds. I'm like, I'm not freaking out because he's here. She tells herself. And of course he like, he like, you know, wants to go sit, like talk to Tookie or whatever. Wait, Um, (laughs) you wait. The way that that happens, though, is that he's brought in and suddenly, like, Zarpesa follows him in, and then oh, all yeah. the, the, literally, the book literally says all the girls started limping towards him. So it's like, yeah, injured like, girls. <laughs> injured girls limp, like, are like shuffling after him, and he ignores them and goes sits on Tookie's bed because, you know, she's yeah. not like other girls. They have this whole exchange that's like, she's hungry, her stomach keeps growling, but like, she's talking really weird because of the meds so she's starting every word with the letter z which is why that chapter is called z um and so he's like talking to her he's like sort of making fun of her um a little bit like playfully and then he starts like feeding her yes um (laughs) what is tyra it's keep your kinks out of a book for children crazy and like also he like you know they're making polite conversation he's like 
you know, I'm not actually being a model for being a model. I'm actually here for the architecture. <laughs> it's a real thing. That Please he, that he help me, God. Yeah. And Sarpaz is like, me too. I love buildings famously. That is also why I'm here. Um, <laughs> and then Tookie gets hungry. And so then yeah. he's like, don't worry. I happen to like have a bag full of food with me. And so he takes out yeah. this bag of food and like, yeah, you're right. Like, there, like it's more of the like food porn. But now, th- this is it gets so weird. It's like a reprise of the scene from before, where he starts to feed her. But Tookie, mind you, Tookie is here because she is. Her lips are falling off of her face, and it, there's a line that literally says like she went to go take a bite, wrapping her lips around the sweetness of the food in a thick pool of her bloody saliva, drivel like drivel. So she's like, he's. It, like what is going on here? What is it's really here? gory. It's really gory. It's really uncomfortable. And he like keeps feeding her. And there's like blood and spit in Zerpaces. Meanwhile, like this is when Zerpaces like I love architecture. Like look at me, look yeah. at me. Like please look at me. I'm not like other girls. Uh, you know I'm better than Tookie. I hate her. Like ew, look at her. She's drooling everywhere. Like she's gonna be sacrificed. You know the the usual from Zerpesa. Well, Tookie continues to like eat and drool on. And like suck on the thumb of of Bravo. What is going? On? I'm my parents are in the other room, and I can't believe we're this conversation. They're gonna have a it's lot a, of questions about me. It's a lot. Like it is very uncomfortable to read. Um, it's also disgusting. Like there's nothing appetizing about like eating when like there's blood everywhere. Yeah. So Bravo's like continues to like ignore yeah. Zarpeza or tell her, and then he's like, just leave her alone. Because at one point Zarpeza starts insinuating that like oh you can do more than because oh wait bravo's like that must hurt a lot for like kissing or whatever oh yeah injuries he's like sex focused yeah yeah and then zarpeza it sends zarpeza down this like sort of rabbit hole of like oh but you can do more than that and then she's like tookie you've never even kissed anybody have you yeah virgin um yeah um, shames her for that yeah and like she keeps going and bravo flips out and says like why can't your bitchy little brain understand that? Like, I told you to leave her alone. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, up. whoa. It's the equivalent of, like, and then everyone clapped. Because, like, yes, the, the room goes silent. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> so we get, like, Zerpesa gets what's coming, you know, get gets what's coming to her. And, of course, finally someone, like, does this. And it's not Tookie. It's a boy coming to her rescue. Because Tookie yeah. is, like, drip, like drooling on him and literally drooling over a boy. And it's the boy that tells her to, like, shut up and, uh, like, uh, whatever. Like, we knew we knew that when this happened, it was not going to be Tookie. Zarpesa so leaves. Yeah. And we continue on with their, like, he's like, wow, Tookie, you're still zungry? <laughs> yeah, like, he's making fun of her because she's pronouncing everything with a Z, oh which I thought God. was funny. She looks at her and she mouths. Oh, such a long sentence. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she mouths a sentence. And usually when it's like someone mouths, it's like yes or no or like, or like stop. Like that, when you say that, like, because that's the thing that you, could, you can read lips pretty easily. What she says is, I can't wait till they burn you alive. <laughs> she mouths the like whole the whole, sentence. the whole sentence. So she stood there like, like slowly enunciating that <laughs> yes. uh, as she like walked out. Pause the show, everyone. Go find a mirror and mouth the whole thing and see like what this is. It's, very it's silly. so funny. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my god, the fucking flower. The fucking brooch. flower. Oh god, this is awful. 
it's so discouraging to me that the flower brooch is still part of the narrative and she has like she carries whipped cream around in there and like she takes it out and puts it on the snack because she's like it's missing something and yeah, i'm like could it be because it's covered in your blood that it's not tasting good not because it doesn't have enough fucking cream and yeah but you know what it's, and you know what it's not missing three month old whipped cream because it's the exact can that fell into her tit when disgusting. she was at the club it's, no, notably it's exactly the same, it's like same can <laughs> Bravo is like, wow, you must keep a lot of fun stuff in your little, like, boob flower. Yeah. And he, he he's like, so she says she's always hungry. This part fucking pissed me off. He's like, good for you. Some of the girls around here are afraid to eat, especially around us guys. It drives me nuts. And I'm like, this is so, like, I eat a whole pizza. Oh I'm quirky. And it's like, yeah, it's only okay if you're thin. Right. Because if you say that and you're fat, then it's like, well, that's why you're fat yeah. and you're disgusting. Yeah. You'd but be so demonized if you were not a twig for that kind of habit. I just, I really hope this, this was written a long time ago. Yeah. I hope that Tyra has unpacked a lot of the like internalized misogyny that mm-hmm. she clearly had. Yeah. Like in her, I really hope so because like a lot of this stuff is is very like early two thousand. Yes. Um. Also, right. like, it's like that it was a different right. world. Right. Different world. Low right. rise jeans. It was a mess. No. We weren't okay. We, we weren't okay. No, no one was having a um, time. But like this whole idea of like the world being so cruel to women, no matter right. what they do, right. and it's like it's so frustrating, and like that whole part, just like so, like ugh vomit i don't like it yeah um then is this absolutely wild sequence in which like bravo's like wow let's see what more we can fit in your flower (laughs) start running around the hospital taking random things someone's crutches and shoving them into tookie's flower which like all of there's like a weird sexual overtone to all of this and then being like what fits how much can we fit like it's crazy and so they're like they shove like gauze and shoes the flower gobbles up the shoes it never gets any bigger like and Mm -mm. i still don't really have an accurate visual of this but it's just sort of like it's like a corsage on her chest sort of that like looks like a giant flower that she's been wearing for three months and now they're like shoving things into into it i guess (laughs) um and Tokyo's like you know Tokyo has that moment where she's like wow i'm actually having fun i can't believe it this hot man likes me and um Finally, Dr. Erica comes back and is like, cut it out, kids. <laughs> She's going to bring her into the OR. This actually, this made me laugh. This is going to be my rose. The OR. The operating room is called OR. You okay? <laughs> that was really funny. It was really funny. I have to give it to okay? Tyra. <laughs> Are you okay? So Dr. Erica tells Suki, like, ooh, he likes you. Yeah. And calls Tookie pretty she's like putting her under now like she is going to knock out so they can do the stitches or procedure or whatever it is and she's telling her to count backwards from 10 Mm -hmm. and Tookie is sort of thinking of Bravo leaning over her and says how it's a million times better than when um Theophilus Lovelaces who I forgot existed (laughs) asked her if she was okay he he was like uh she was sort of marveling at the fact that he fed her, that they talked, um, that someone so gorgeous would yeah. talk to her. Is, like, she can't believe it. She can't believe it. Um, and she's thinking, like, could she actually like him? Yeah, even though he has naturally arched brows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a pretty boy. 
Um, and then she says, but his nails were chipped, so he's not perfect. Um, and then the last line of the chapter is, maybe she could like him. Maybe a myriad of things were changing for Tuki de la Creme. And maybe it was time to change with them. And that wow. is the end of the chapter. The so I'm hoping chapter. something changes in the next chapter, but I'm not going to hold my breath because we know how that goes. My God. Okay, so... Chapter fucking, like, 27? Yeah, chapter 27. 27. In the books. And like we said, this was when I sort of turned the corner on this book and was yeah, I'm having fun. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, me too. I laughed so much reading this chapter. I was screaming. The roller skates <laughs> took me out. I was just waiting for that moment. That was the line so when, good. when Bravo was like, oh, I'm not into the whole modeling thing. I'm really only into architecture. <laughs> It is my favorite. I always mention this. The movie um, Modern Girls, which (laughs) Ryan knows is my favorite. There is a scene where there's the main guy, Cliff, with um, Mark. I think it's Margo. And they're standing outside of a bookstore. There's just like wild, zany night out with these like three club girls and this one guy who's like a nerd. And he's like... You probably don't know about this store. Nobody in LA reads anymore. She goes, there's a pause and she goes, I was a comparative lit major and then walks away from him. And you're supposed to be like, boom, bitch, mic drop. I know how to read. I majored in this in fucking college. And it just, that architecture moment just like transported me right into modern girls. Is that one of your rose and thorns? What tell me what your rose and thorns are? Okay, so my rose is for sure the roller skate feet. Yeah. I just love it Absolutely. so much. Yeah. Yes. I love that they're flesh colored. Like it's it's not even like there's like a metal attachments to her. Like her whole foot is just made of flesh and like her are the are the, the wheel? wheels made of flesh? I, don't I know. think so. I don't know. They don't they they don't specify so that's what i'm gonna picture and i just think that's hilarious um (laughs) my thorn it could be so many different things (laughs) um i'm gonna go ahead and say like a a this is more a theme of model land than something specific to this chapter but the misogyny was like a little bit over like through the roof in this chapter like the pitting chicky against like zarpeza and desperada and like all the other girls in the scene basically except for piper who like disappeared also um yeah just really rubbed me the wrong way and the way they sort of like like bravo like swooped in to save her like all of it just made me sick to my stomach yeah yeah I, yes, I agree with all of that. I, I, I co-sign those rose and thorns. My specific rose and thorns, I would say, are... The rose is just my feeling reading this is I actually had, like, I was sort of endeared, I guess, by the point in this point in the book where I'm, like, reading all this, like, wacky stuff, and I was like, this is so, like, so Tyra. Like, oh, my <laughs> people with scissors for hair, sure. <laughs> like... I think that my rose wasn't one specific thing. It was just sort of like kind of coming to terms with like that, that this is what the book is and that I'm going to have to sort of like judge on its own merit of like, just like really campy surrealist, like wonderlandish vibes. And not that I'm like saying it's good because it's not, uh, I am, but I'm having fun. I like laughed a ton during this. It was so silly. And I kind of want, like, I, like, I want to talk to Tyra about it. I want to sit down and talk to her and be like, do you know how frustrating this book is? Cause I like feel like you've got to know to some degree. Cause like you're doing like, there's a, there's a, what it is is in this chapter specifically, there's a lot of reflexive moments when like 
Toki is aware of the world around her. Like, oh my God, like, should have known it'd be another pun. The nurses go by purses. Like, cause that's, you know, that's the story that I'm in. Like, she seems to be aware of the story that she's in. Mm. And there's something nice about that wall being broken, the fourth wall. So that we can all sort of acknowledge that, like, this is ridiculous, but it's like the spectacle of it that we're going along for. So sort of an inarticulate rose, but that, that was my feeling reading this. My thorn is I felt so queasy about like the whole, like my like gashed lip as like someone like put their finger on my mouth, like that whole thing. Yeah. is like so weird and gross. And that, that it just took me very much out of the story. Tara's conti- like continuous, like kinky obsession with like being fed, like the whole, like, Oh my God, could I, a nobody really be the focus of this boy? Like that whole passage, the like part of it where she's like, could he really like me? Like, I don't even know if she says that she ends up being like, wow, he fed me as if it's like the most romantic thing ever and do what you want to do y'all in the bedroom this 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 particular thing is not for me and it makes me really queasy that it's like in a young adult novel that there's like a lot of like talk about this so i i don't like that it specifically the gore part of it like that i actually don't condone at all so that kind of that would have to be my my thorn yeah i agree with you especially when you think about the fact that the other really sort of noticeable feeding um moment or thing related to food and feeding is like Tookie getting pickles for her mom out of a jar right yeah like it's a lot about like fingers and feeding and like food and like the fact that that runs parallel to like the romantic relationship in this book is kind of weird to me it's like I don't even know if Tyra realizes that she did it but it's like there's a theme here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Everything. No, she must because listen. Like the few chapters ago, earlier that day, Theo, or not Theo, Bravo had her his thumb in her mouth. Like it, that. That's yeah. the same day. Like, and like you know, there's so much like like finger sucking and like just random things like that too. And, and it's you cannot ignore. It. It's not just left up to like illusion and like oh, if you're into this, like you're gonna notice these moments. It is truly what Toki is like talking about means like liking and interest and emotional like. everything has to do with like feeding and like the hands and mouth it's just weird and her baby fingers which is how this all started (laughs) i just i'm dreading the moment that she starts feeding him because that's coming up like Uh, know that there's going to be a moment he's gonna be like wow like these baby fingers like and we started started with this this first chapter is called like is like baby fingers like are us yeah i forget what we titled Mm -hmm. it but like I just, I never thought I was going to get this out of control. I really didn't. And it would have stopped me from agreeing to this. If I had known that this is where <laughs> things were going, I would have said no. I was like, and there's there's so much momentum behind, like, this now. Like, it's become a thing, and I'm just dreading this becoming even, like, more evolved as it goes I mean, on. you never know. It could all, always just disappear as well. You think? I wish. I mean, it could. Well, Anything is possible. Anything is possible. So listen, what happened to Wingtip? Uh, God, Theo. Theo just came back in this chapter, but he's been he's been gone too. But no, you're right. You're right. Well, anyways, y'all, this was a lovely time. Yes, enjoying <laughs> our, our read of Model Land. Make sure if you found it, we want to hear your thoughts about this. Find us on Discord. Please, check please. the show notes for the Discord link, and please report to the episode discussion Discord immediately so we can hear your thoughts on everything we've discussed. Your roses and your thorns. We want to know about them. Yes, please. So, if you want to follow us on social media, um, we're at Anchor.fm/slash Bad Author Book Club. Our Twitter is 
at Bad Author Pod. Instagram is Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. If you want to follow me, Clarabel, I'm at Clarabel underscore Ortega on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And my website is ClarabelOrtega.com. If you want to follow me, I am the Ryan LaSala on Insta, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can check out all the fun info about my books on RyanLaSala.com. Thank you, Hot Queens, for another great week yes. in Mondaland. We love you lots and lots. Love you. See you next week, Hot Queens. Kisses. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.